Michael, so good to have you on here, sir. Um, a pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we were, we were, uh, supposed to do this a little bit earlier. I fucked up. That's on me. I want to, I want to take full responsibility for that. We're, we're supposed to start about five minutes ago and that's on me. Uh, that's right. You know, time is money. I'll send you a, a Venmo, but it's all yeah, good. no, right. Rightfully. So yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta pay the bill. Yeah. Um, just jumping right into it with you. When did you realize you wanted to pursue playing the bass? Uh, later than later than uh, might expect, but probably around twenty. Uh, yeah, didn't really like play growing up. I had a friend who who played and like tried to get me to play, and I just kind of middle school, high school. I was like one of those people who was like, I don't know, man. I just don't understand it. Don't get it. Don't have like the musical thing, but uh, yeah, I ended up living in Asheville, North Carolina uh, around that time when I was 20 and then two different jobs and randomly on both jobs, there was uh, upright bass players. I was like a, a baker at this bakery and uh, working like on this framing crew, like a construction crew and like real small, weird crew, just like me, a surfer from the uh, uh, Outer Banks, North Carolina. And this guy, Alex Hong, who was like a bass player, but uh, I was hanging out with him one day and he had the bass sitting in the corner, like pushed on me a couple of times. And I was like, no, no. And then uh, he like showed me how to hold it, like and everything. And like, I kind of played one note and and that was it. Uh, honestly, I went home and like, I used to read music magazines, you know, just go like this little bookstore around there and I'd buy like, you know, downbeat, and, like stuff like that. And I was into music, like read about it, but they had this advert in the middle for like a, gym lab superstore it's like one of those places you can buy like a dj mixer or like upright bass for like four payments of whatever but uh yeah just kind of ordered uh an upright in the the mail you know i was kind of like sold right away and then i'd been listening to you know a lot of stuff like, like mingus like people like that uh but yeah i just went down my van to the ups place pick up the bass and kind of started trying to teach myself you know it's a lot of trial and error but yeah, obviously it's a, a fun instrument and kind of right away I was, I was sold. Wow. So you, did you pick it up during work hours? Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. I tried to keep the, uh, you know, keep it on the up and up at the job, but no, nah, I definitely bolted like right after work though. Like jetted down there before they closed down. But, yeah. Wow. Awesome. And, and you started with that. You knew that you wanted to start it with an upright. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, like I said, it was just kind of like that was the instrument that was presented to me, you know, but also there's there's kind of more and more to it than that. They like made it seem kind of serendipitous, whatever. Uh like I said, like there was a a guy at the other place, like this bakery, uh Brugger's Bagels. I was the bagel baker. Uh Brugger's Bagels was yeah. was really good at at one point. I think they they've slipped. That's just my opinion. Yeah, you gotta it, tell it, that to Aaron, Aaron Fraser. We were at the airport uh, last week, and then uh, he went he went Brugers, and uh, I was like, man, I just like I worked there, and I was like, I'll stand by the food. It was it was good. I was just like, I had so much, I can't I can't do it. But uh, I was like, I can't speak for the quality now. But uh, yeah, you just I guess you laid it down. It's not my top bagel place. Let's just say that. I mean, yeah, I would think it's kind of sacrilege in in New York. <laughs> For multiple reasons, but you got way too many options for yeah to be eating Brugger's bagels. Yeah, it, was that a JFK by the way? No. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, that was a Laguardia. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Or no. I think I was still in Cincinnati. Like we were flying on the way here. But yeah, gotcha. Cincinnati's got a shout out to the CBG, but they have a, yeah, a burgers bagels there. What's your um what's your bagel of choice if you're if you're going to get a bagel? Uh I go like yeah, in New York I just kinda go like classic like locks and papers a lot of times. Yeah. And then uh used to kind of stop uh before tour and like it was kind of a tradition for a while to get like a big bacon egg and cheese, like extra bacon. Uh yeah, I try to like dial that back and be a little uh, healthier now, but yeah, it's kind of like the Nova Nova locks and cream cheese and capers. Everything, yeah. Going going back to to Brugger's. So you you're working at Brugger's. That was like non non glamorous, but there was a uh, yeah this bass player Eric Landsberger, and he's still down in North Carolina. I think he's like heading up a school program now, like this uh, high school orchestra. He's a great uh, player with a lot of like a broad experience. I feel like yeah, he's kind of great for the kids, but uh, making him play like interesting music. But but yeah, he was there, and then. We were kind of like roommates for a while. And then uh, I had a bass by that point. And then obviously it makes sense to have him teach me, but he kind of wouldn't teach me. He's like, I'm not going to teach you the fun stuff. Like, I just wanted to kind of play like the stuff I was listening to. But he's like, I'm going to, you know, you have to learn to play with the bow and like, you know, like have like intonation, whatever, like all these these exercises. So, uh, and yeah, he didn't really, we didn't ever get into any fun stuff really. But that like, you know, just kind of got from, albums it's the easy part but i am thankful that he like you know gave me like some fundamentals you know as someone who was like largely you know pretty much just self-taught until the time i went to to school uh like back to school uh yeah that was kind of like my only foundation and then from then it was like yeah just listening to records trying to figure stuff out okay so you you went to school prior to going to school and you went back to school for music right I did, yeah, but I went back to school for music. Yeah. I was 24 when I went. Yeah. Oh wow. Where where did you go for the first time for the first round of school? Uh, I went to one year at Elon College, which is in North Carolina. It's now Elon University. Uh, and then after one year there, I kind of came back home, like where I grew up, Birmingham, Alabama, the University of Alabama at Birmingham, because you know, uh, just trying to figure out what I wanted to to major in uh yeah and then after that i pretty much just left because couldn't do anything i thought was interesting and actually funny enough i went to the music department there uh because i thought like music was like everything else like if you want to learn to do something you go to college and you go to that program and you start studying it but i went to the music department the guy was like real cool he wasn't like you know like yeah there's no shade or anything but he's just like you know you can't I can't admit you like without you have to have like some background, you know, uh, you know, he gave me a number for a guy like in town and I could like call or, or whatever, but, uh, but yeah, so I was thwarted on like the music thing. And then I went to study, I thought philosophy sounded interesting. And then my dad was like, there's nothing you can do with that, uh, except like academics. And then like, I was like, well, literature, you know, it's like, you could just kind of read, read books and like, uh, same thing. He was like, you know, it's not really a, career in that besides like academia so uh that's when i was like i guess i'll just you know take some time off you know rather than just doing something because and uh yeah wow so and this is at the the berkeley 
college for music or is, is, did I have yeah, the name right? That's where I ended up. Yeah. Berkeley uh, College of Music in Boston. Yeah. Now, what what attracted you to that school and moving to, to Massachusetts? Uh, yeah, it definitely was my first choice to move to Massachusetts, but uh, it's a beautiful state, but Boston was, I don't know, it was never really like my, my city, but uh, I listened to just kind of the people I've been like listening to and getting turned in, turned on to there in Asheville or eventually the people that kind of hit me the hardest, like new people. Uh, was this whole school that had come out of out of there, but uh, I ended up meeting. There's a bakery next door to the Brugers, like a more kind of like French bakery, and there's this guy Justin. Uh, I forget his last name, but he still plays. Uh, but yeah, he kind of told me we talk about music like out back, you know, and uh, he told me about like some people down at University of Asheville, North Carolina Asheville, you know, some friends of his. So I went down there and started hanging out with them uh, and playing like a little bit. They showed me some stuff, but uh, yeah, I got turned on to is this guy, Kurt Rosenwinkel. And then like, he always plays with this sax player, like Mark Turner. Uh, but they became like pretty influential. And I think for a lot of people in improvised music, you know, uh, my generation, they were, yeah, kind of big names. And then this guy, like Brad Meldow, this piano player, and, uh, his drummer, like, Jorge Rossi, I found out, had gone to Berkeley, and then, like, all these other people, you know, it just kind of, everybody I kind of, like, reading about, that seemed to be kind of like a common a common link, you know, not across the board, but, like, yeah, Boston at that time, I think they all went there, like, late 90s, they had this, uh, yeah, like, real kind of, you know, things go through, like, phases, but, like, that was a, a phase where, like, uh, there were a lot of people who kind of changing the music, and they all moved to New York together, and kind of became, like, that era of, you know, jazz at the time, which was the music that, you know, I was kind of drawn to the upright for. And like, like I said, I was kind of listening to it even before I like started playing for whatever reason, you know, I didn't hear growing up or anything, but uh, I just kind of gravitated towards it. Right. Do you feel like you were kind of the last of that generation or that, that, that phase of people going to that college and moving to New York afterwards? Mm, not no I think that's probably like always a I think that's kind of what you're expected to to do you know uh at least for I mean for a lot of musics you know uh I would say for like jazz but then you know now I play with a lot of like pop people you know and like the you know singers and like all kinds of people and they like you know that's a common thread a lot of them like went to to Berkeley but I think there always be like a like a door an open door because like you know it's just boston certain size city with a certain scene like i think eventually like new york calls to everybody but what was interesting is that for me like i didn't really for whatever reason have like a desire to move to new york i just kind of didn't know that much about it but uh one by one like all the people i played with in boston had moved to new york so i just looked up at a certain point i knew more people in new york than I did in Boston, you know, from that friend group. And uh, and I was, like, touring with some of these people, too. So, you know, it gets old having to, like, you know, driving back from tour, and then everybody wants to go to New York. And then, like, there wasn't that Boston contingent to get dropped off. You know, eventually I was, like, one of the, the last holdouts. But And then, of course, once I moved to New York, I was, like, I have no idea why I spent so long in Boston. Like, you know, it's a completely different experience where I thought, like, they were two like major cities, obviously like New York iconic, but I thought like Boston also like 
city. But then when I got to New York, I was like, no, like Boston is a town, you know, <laughs> but uh, yeah. When you uh, initially moved to Boston, how, how comfortable were you with uh, with with playing the bass? Were you, did you did you know are you like, yeah, I'm I'm pretty comfortable with it, but let me see what else I could learn. Is it your mindset moving there? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I mean, like I said, uh, yeah, I was still pretty much self-taught. You know, I ended up in Burlington, Vermont. Uh, yeah, for a while, I was like, I'd stay down south. You know, more where I was from, like Asheville, and then I'd go like work in the summers and then like spring and summer in Vermont. And then eventually people gave me a hard time for like avoiding the winter. And then uh, I had a friend who moved to Burlington. I had a place to stay. So I ended up staying with him. But uh, yeah, I was in Burlington. There's like a great bass player up there. This guy, John Rivers. And I took like a lesson from him and I took a lesson with one other person. But besides that, like, I don't know. I just kind of like felt more like I've been kind of like motivated to just, you know, self-study or whatever. Uh, but basically, like, a big reason is I I was working, you know. Uh, but I yeah, got like busier like playing in in Burlington. Like fortunately, you know, it's like a small small city. So like starting out, uh, people wanted to play with me, and then you know, at a certain point, I had like several weekly gigs, and so it was a good place to kind of like just learn like uh, on the job, and then kind of like you know go home and like work on things that like I thought I had to work on, but but I was also uh, worked in this coffee shop and like, you know, I worked on this, like, they have a big, uh, urban, uh, organic farm scene there. Like, uh, this place, the Interville, I was working down there some, you know, uh, yeah. But, uh, growing bagels and whatnot. Gave a study. What's that? I said gr growing bagels. You're growing bagels out there, right? Yeah. 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 I found some like, like heritage bagel seeds and, you know, I was just like, doing the thing watering them watching them grow but, yeah you, you got to start the process it was beautiful though right i mean it was really rewarding at the end at harvest season. Oh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> see a bagel grow from like you know just little yeah My boys want to do that like, yeah. they emerge from the bloom it's amazing you know yeah <laughs> but as uh, uh i i i had to work you know and then uh it was kind of splitting it. So basically I, I thought I was going to come right back to Burlington, but uh, I wanted to have like a little bit of a foundation, you know? So I was going to go and then study and then come, come back. And then like one thing led to another and I'm here, but uh, that was a big incentive, you know, uh, was to just have the the time just to focus. And I even got like some scholarship money, uh, you know, for like, for playing. So like, I could like, play well enough at least to like audition you know i could like play well but like i didn't really know what i was doing you know like in terms of like theory and stuff you know but uh yeah i just wanted to kind of learn some of the background and then uh yeah i just knew those other people went there but uh yeah did you um did you learn did you end up learning theory there and whatnot and expand your your mindset on playing the bass uh, I did, but, uh, I don't know. I would like, Berkeley has a reputation for kind of being like a, a factory. It's like a large, uh, like the largest like music schools and like contemporary, but they have like a, a whole formula and like Berkeley press, all these books. So, you know, you can really just kind of get this information, like, you know, kind of paint by numbers almost, but like, uh, yeah, I wasn't so much into, I had some great teachers, you know, but I wasn't so much into 
I would kind of get, I guess I feel funny about getting this thing, like, okay, you can play this over this chord. And then like, just doing that didn't feel like, like satisfying to me. And then like, you know, now I know you have to kind of like start somewhere. I might feel like somewhat different about it, but I feel like largely I'll kind of make up my own exercises and things like that. And then just like, the great part is just like playing, playing with people where you trade uh, ideas with like friends and, and whatnot. But uh, yeah, I mean, the best teacher I, I had or like the most influential on me, or like a ton of great teachers, but uh, it's this guy like Hal, Hal Crook uh, and his ensemble and all that. That wasn't a lot of like theory. And I think uh, it was like audition only, like by that point, I think you're expected not to have to talk about theory, you know, like it wasn't like a class where like, you know, I don't think he wanted to take the time to teach anybody that stuff, but it was all about like, uh, yeah, just kind of, dynamics and like you know intention like uh you know stuff that I had to kind of like think think about you know uh yeah and then I had like a similar class with the saxophone Joe Lovano he had like a ensemble class where you could just kind of you'd bring a group of your friends you'd create a group you know so my friend Zach was doing it and like you know chose me as part of his group but you just play every week and then Joe would just like talk to you about like the thing you know like ask you like what you were thinking or this could have been like that or like you know some of the stuff that seemed kind of like esoteric and like you know didn't really like make sense like things like you can play any note on anything and you're like I don't think you can I don't get that but like even stuff like that kind of makes sense now I know where they're coming from but uh I don't know a lot of like the 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 stuff that stuck with me there was like kind of more esoteric not so much just like this goes over this chord like you know theoretical you know still don't really tend to tend to think that way you know so i guess it was a funny funny choice going to school for (laughs) uh yeah somebody kind of comes at it like that but yeah did your time at that school uh have an effect on how you play now looking back on it like oh yeah i definitely would have been playing differently if i hadn't gone to school for this Mm, well i'll say yeah just because like a few reasons but yeah i mean it has to just like you know everything like uh every experience but you know so the people i played with and the ensembles i had like the albums they told me about you know like that really you know is kind of what what shapes you uh shapes like me but uh so i'm sure just like the the influences uh so my strongest influences like in school I had I had before like going in so like from that standpoint like maybe not but uh but also you know I kind of met uh yeah some people and kind of got involved with like soul music like old you know kind of like stacks Motown like that kind of stuff you know that's where I first started <clears throat> playing that and then that's kind of what led me to electric bass uh, so yeah from that standpoint like a hundred percent because uh yeah, it was never my intention. I thought like, you know, uh, yeah, I would just like keep playing like, you know, jazz was kind of, inf- you know, that was like interesting enough for me. And then like, uh, it was a way to kind of pursue like a, a personal voice, you know, uh, and I wasn't really like looking for anything else, but then like, you know, one thing led to another through like the soul music. That's when I started playing electric and then like, you know, fast forward and then like also I was playing lots of different bands and then like people didn't even know I played upright and I was playing like you know uh different 
genres and I was playing like, you know, the electric, you know, and I played like in Burlington. I was in a, a hip hop group, like a klezmer group. I was in like a reggae band, but like it was all like upright, you know, but uh, it's a different, a different thing. And that does like, uh, I'll say like now, initially I was kind of resistant to the electric and then I was like, okay with it. And then I was like, okay, like I really want to try to find some kind of personal thing on this instrument. I'm really into it, you know, that's where I am like now, but like after getting to that point and like, it, it's kind of like, first like upright was always informing my electric bass playing, you know, I just always said that like, oh, I, I, just been, I want the electric to sound like an upright bass, you know? And then like now, uh, you know, that I'm playing kind of half and half, the electric's kind of informing uh, the upright. So yeah, I mean, there's a few different ways and for sure, it, uh, I'm a different, different player, you know, because of right. that. Right, right, right. Maybe you... not funny though, because you're like, you're always drawn to like what you hear. And I think like, I don't know, whether somebody at school told me about it, like whatever, like, you know, that's all like 20 years ago. Like yeah, a lot of the stuff that I'm drawn to, I probably would have like, it probably would have caught my ear at some point you know so maybe not just in the standpoint of like i don't know i think i'm predisposed to like kind of like the things that kind of hit me and like you know might have found my way there uh anyway but yeah right right do you feel like you're more connected with the the electric than the acoustic or is it both the, the same kind of at this point that it's it's the bass nonetheless whatever way it is yeah uh i think it's it's pretty close to being like an ideal situation right now it's like kind of a long long time coming but like i think like both like equally engage me i have a thing of like the thing that's in, in front of me uh you know i'll get like focused on on that you know like in an ideal world like you know i like write out schedules and like you know i want to equally practice like upright electric piano you know and composition you know uh and I haven't broken down broken down like technically there's enough hours in a day you know and do everything else but like for some reason like yeah it's just hard like life happens and like i can't so i'll end up kind of leaning heavy like you know if i have something I need to work on the from the upright. I'll kind of really be into that. And now I'll just be like, man, I want to follow like this trajectory I'm on, you know? And then, uh, you know, I'll have to play something on the electric, put down the uh, upright. So I'll kind of forget about that. And then like, eventually I'll hit on something I'm inspired by like on the electric, but you know, and same can kind of go for piano. Basically like, uh, it's kind of whatever, like inspires me. And it's, it's hard to keep that all that balanced you know uh yeah but like right. in an ideal world like you know i'd play like you know the upright play a little bit of electric and kind of like be pursuing like you know the same like the same threads you know kind of like not you know because it's not frustrating but like you know i'd rather not like have to put it down like pick it back up because whenever i pick up an idea i'm like where was i or I just kind of start baking on something new but like you know I'd always like leave for tour. I'd be like really in this thing and then go like, go away for like a month and then come back. And it's just like always like, yeah, just like cobwebs. And I'm like, what was I, what was I doing? But uh, yeah, I don't know. Like now I feel pretty, pretty balanced, you know? It's like at a real good, real good point where, uh, you know, not too much time goes by. I don't have my hands on one or the other, but 
that's a new thing, like really since 2020, and that probably wouldn't happen without the pandemic, like kind of stopping and slowing down. But like, I was still on the trajectory, you know, 2020. I was like, you know, your store is supposed to be like out all all year, and that was all like uh, electric. And then, you know, once the pandemic happened, I was like playing. I was like, now this opportunity of playing more upright than I have like you know, basically like 15 years, and I had to have a significant amount of time to put back into it to kind of get some of the you know, muscle and stuff back and, you know, still don't like feel like I am exactly like where I was, but like, you know, we've talked about like one thing informing the other. I feel like, you know, fine with that because like, uh, I'm not very like fixated on like, you know, chops necessarily. Uh, and I feel like, you know, it's 15 years like taught me a lot of like about my musical kind of perspective and like approach, you know, and then I can, carry that and then a lot of that doesn't really require a lot of like you know blazing you know virtuosity <laughs> yeah when when you initially moved to new york were you in the um in the phase of an electric or were you still playing acoustic more uh definitely like a, electric but uh but it was still like i think where i wouldn't i was still in that phase of where i said at first i was like resistant then i was just okay with it I think I was just pretty busy just playing on the road electric, but I was like in kind of an ambivalent phase of with it and because I was playing all the time and it wasn't like rocket science in terms of like, you know, uh, it's just like soul music, you know, it's just like feel. So I would just kind of go on the road. I wasn't working on electric then. So when I was home, like when I first moved to New York, I was still like in my first apartment, like kind of practicing upright. The people who knew me, like, in Boston, they kind of knew me, or New York knew me from Boston. So like a lot of the people who called me to play, just like for sessions hanging out, were calling me for upright, you know? So like right when I moved, it was still like upright, you know, there was this club, puppets, jazz club is still open, but you know, I'd go down like there and, you know, play and, you know, yeah, I feel like I was still like heavy upright focus. I hadn't like, let go of that of that vision and that dream yet but like you know the writing was on the wall I was definitely just like gone playing electric all the time you know but shortly thereafter is when like you know I was like gone like a lot and then just like it's like I need to just start like whatever I'm working on the electric but or on the upright trying to apply that to the electric you know and then uh since I'm gonna be around it all the time you know Right. When you when you first moved to, to New York, who were you going out with? Who who were you touring with? And was it right away that you just jumped right into the right into the scene? No, I mean I was still uh that person I talked about that uh I met like doing the soul music is this guy Eli Paperboy Reed. He's like kind of uh, oh, great musician, great yeah, great yeah. Yeah, yeah, phenomenal singer. Uh if he has his own like style, like nobody plays like guitar like like he does you know uh we'll record and he'll like kind of disparage his like technique you know like you know comparing himself to like other guitar players and then he's like these new york guys who can whatever like shred on like jazz and everything else but like it's like man you have your own thing like oh everybody would like a lot of those people would kill to play like like you but uh but yeah i just i moved i got like a real cheap apartment and when i was in boston uh it's like a real apartment and uh he just found me when I was moving in, like he had heard my point. I was like moving in, a two roommates 
both went to New England Conservatory, which is like the other like music school in Boston. So I was moving in with these guys and like they knew Eli from growing up, you know, and uh, so Eli literally found me, I was like moving boxes and he like found me then and he was like, hey, like, you know, heard uh, my friend Andrew Finland was one of the guys who I was living with, went to NEC, but uh, it's like, Andrew told me you're a, you're a bass player. And I was like, yeah, he's like, well, you know, I'm starting to, starting a band, you know, and I play like soul music. You know, and I was like, nah, I don't really like know anything about like, oh, like soul music. And he's like, I can teach you. And I was like, well, I, I only play like upright. I don't play electric. And he's like, man, like a bunch of that old stuff, like Howlin' Wolf was all like upright. Like, I don't care. So, so he yeah, left Howl, me. Like, Howlin' went electric, but uh, the bass did not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Still had like the upright in those days. But, uh, but I was like, all right think about it and he left me like a cd it was his, his very first like you know i think he was still like 18 at that time like 18 19 like right out of high school he was just like busking in harvard square you know he'd hear this like little amp on a dolly and like you know harmonica around his neck and that whole thing but uh he recorded this one little ep uh and he gave me a copy of it and i literally like laughed you know it's a true like lol when i first put it on like uh Cause now, I mean, like I've heard, you know, there's lots of retro stuff and like, we're like post like Daptone, like Amy Winehouse and like all the, you know, but at that time I had never heard anything like, like they'd sound, he recorded it like in the, in the basement, like all this tape machine, but it sounded like it was from, like 1950, you know, which like, like I said, like now, like I can hear like a lot of, you know, I've been a part of a lot of records like that. where we're just like, people listen to it. They think it's like, it's like, it was this old, like, but, uh, at that time, it was completely like new, but it just kind of like floored me. And I, yeah, I told him, I was like, yeah, I was like into it because yeah, it was so crazy. Just like it sounded like, uh, you know, this super old, like scratchy, like recording from another time. But, uh, but yeah, so I started playing with, with Eli in Boston. And, you know, eventually, like that band ended up being a lot of my friends from school, you know, just got uh, to play. And, you know, that was kind of like, it was this weird, like soul blues band, but the common thread like in that first incarnation it really was like free jazz you know <laughs> everybody like you know it was like they're studying like contemporary improvisation and like doing conservatory or like you know it's like extended technique on horns but like uh but yeah we kind of all came together and like eli wouldn't call like keys or anything we just like show up at a bar like everybody's just in school didn't have time to practice so we just like show up and like you just start playing and we follow them but it's just kind of wild raucous thing at the time and uh you know it kind of became like more organized like later on but like you know my last semester at berkeley like we went to south by southwest uh went to south by southwest with eli and that's when this guy like uh phil from mojo magazine saw us at a showcase and like the brightness article and then that kind of like spawned this whole like you know uk like europe thing they kind of follow that publication over there and so yeah i've ended up touring a lot like with Eli and then like mainly it was like overseas you know uh so when I moved to New York it was still that was still the case it was still like the Eli uh Eli days because it was like right after right after school you know uh yeah like I said that South by Southwest my last semester is kind of what like launched that whole like first like touring thing so uh yeah after a couple of years in Boston just kind of like rode that to New York it's like I have money from the road to yeah make the move wow so you, you started touring with them uh, your senior year or your last year of uh of college yeah yeah wow. the last, you know 
what was the uh what was that that tour like the first it, it was it the first tour that you went on was overseas uh the i mean besides like going down to south by southwest yeah no we did one we did like one uh two week like ill-fated uh get into a like tour just around <laughs> it seemed like so long and brutal but like it was two weeks and i didn't think we finished it you know do like stuff that came up with people but uh uh we didn't even make it that two weeks i think we went to like philly new york uh, pittsburgh I mean, it was all kind of like a few cities like right around like the northeast so i did like that that one that one run you know and that that seasoned me you know even that first one there was like band talks and like people crying like and yeah it was it was a lot of drama for yeah but yeah, that was like the only like U.S. the first like U.S. tour. But like you know, it was basically like ended up being a week. You know, it wasn't a real. We're like still in school. I don't think it it really counted. But yeah, Europe was like the first real ones. Europe and the U.K. You know, I think like first one is something like crazy, like nine weeks in this like sprinter and it was like winter time and like the doors didn't work. And we we're like in Sweden. I just remember being like freezing cold in a. But that was the one that like really broke me broke me in like to touring yeah i think that'll do it yeah going going to europe for nine weeks yeah, yeah. I think that'll, that'll... Cool though. I, mean, I didn't have like you know you don't have like many demands at that at that point because like you know yeah it's just like living the living the dream you know i had uh hadn't even like thought about i guess i had like maybe like thought it'd be cool to do like you know but i didn't think it happened so soon and like and so much you know just like the first one it like everything you know like spain italy like uk and all that's a you know as uh cold as it was and all that and like you know trying to save like make like sandwiches from the hotel like breakfast to hold me over for the day whatever like all that stuff it was like you know it felt like we were living the dream because you've seen all these places for the first time like berlin and amsterdam like never like you know really like yeah i thought i'd like travel eventually but never like got too specific and I assumed that like at first it'd be like closer to home, you know, like Mexico, like, you know, uh, Canada, but yeah. No. Yeah. No, the, you're, no you're, just, you're, you're going out of ways. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what was the yeah. duration between initially picking up the instrument and going on this, on this tour? How, how many years are we talking about here? Uh, probably eight. Yeah. It's probably yeah. Wow. Or yes. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. That's crazy. That's a that's that's a it's a lot in those eight years. Yeah, no, definitely Seven or eight years. Sure. Like a lot of different like yeah. A lot of different like genres of like music and like yeah, like yeah, it's a whole lot of different different stuff but uh yeah never thought about like how fast that how fast that happened yeah the the the, tra the trajectory on that is is crazy yeah yeah i mean especially from like yeah just like starting but you know i did uh yeah i kind of like you know i was like older than college age and i'd already kind of had like you know that freshman like dorm experience where like you know mm -hmm go to a crazy party your first night and all you know all that stuff like so I by the time I got there you know like I said I was like 24 so I was like and then like you know 
birthday actually had like a, a fair amount of people who like were, were older students, just like from reputation, like they had a large like international student body. So you got people already finished degrees overseas and they come over and study. But uh, you know, there's still like a lot of like young people though. So I was kind of like head down and like, you know, I practiced a lot, you know, <laughs> just cause I feel like I had to like catch up with all these, you know, young whippersnappers around me. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's still like a lot in a short amount of time, but yeah. But Boston was definitely good that like time of study for like my my level. Like it definitely did like kind of change. And it was like a certain point where like and even other people would comment like, wow, it sound like different, like even working, but like, you know, you a lot of time to play, but also it's just like it was great. Like you never really get that opportunity again to like play like yeah, like basically sun up to sundown and have like two like two hour ensembles you know it's already four hours and like after book a session with somebody then like you know play a couple hours myself but like yeah it was like a lot in a short of a movement a short period of time but then like when i was there like you know like i said that's kind of the reason i went because i didn't have as much time with like working and everything but when i was there like yeah you could play like eight ten twelve hours a day and like you know it wasn't even like didn't even feel like a lot because you know it's like all these different sessions you're just kind of running to different playing opportunities and yeah that's all fun wow do you feel like that was the most um that that you were connected with with playing the bass like like the most that it was you're just doing it constantly every day Mm, i wouldn't say like the most the most connected and then like yeah and then like not necessarily every day you know it's definitely like the most surely in ter- like just in terms of the numbers but uh you know i still like try to you know like not have the day goes by where i don't at least like touch it you know or, or play but like you know ideally i like to have I play like a few hours a, a day you know ideally uh but definitely during the pandemic you know i uh with like composition and with like uh with bass you know i started uh studying, I studied some composition in school, but like, you know, I was wanting to get back to it, but finally I had time in the pandemic. So I ended up taking Zoom lessons with a, a guy out in LA for, you know, really up until like uh, last year, late last year, I stopped. But uh, but yeah, I was doing like hours of, I would like write eight hours a day, easy during the pandemic, you know, cause I had like assignments too, just like, I'd have to write a piece to have for the next week, you know, and I had nothing but time. But, uh, but even before that, you know, I would, I would play for, years it's just yeah nothing but time but uh but yeah you know i felt like extremely connected then like that was the first period probably where like there was enough time where i could like i could see the the growth you know it was like tangible you know rather than like you know a lot of times i'll feel like like even now like busier like kind of like playing different gigs like when i check in it's, it feels like more like kind of maintenance you know try to you know keep it fun like inspiring like i'm exploring but like it's like you know not so much there's like that that day after day where vinci is just like you can like kind of see the see the movement but but no i i try to like yeah stay connected and like i hope that never like you know never goes anywhere but yeah like even on the road you know uh especially uh on my good friends and like longest like roommates uh this band that played in sin came like uh it's got johnny johnny lamb great guitar player pedal steel player was my roommate for years but we would like you know we talk about how hotel life is our best life you know because we would just like be sitting there in our underwear just like 
talking, like, you know, theorizing, go get some food, come back, and we would, like, just shed, like, the hotel room, you know, talked about, like, I was talking to him in the car yesterday, but, like, you know, I remember him, like, at the desk, like, composing, like, choruses of whatever, I think he's working on, like, choruses of, like, Stella by Starlight, whatever, and, like, uh, yeah, and I was, like, kind of doing thing over there, but, you know, even, like, traveling, I think it's, like, a little harder on the road, but try to, like, you know, yeah, I don't know, like, that's as much fun as anything, you know, like, just, like, the, uh, yeah, still feel like kind of like a, the exploration aspect, you know, like if I was like had like a a life grant was like independently wealthy, yeah, I mean, obviously I'd want to play with other people like and like check in, but if somebody was like you, you can't. If that was like forbidden, and I could only like you know, say like just like composing and like practicing, like I would like like just playing and things like practicing, just like I don't know, there's plenty plenty enough like for. For me, you know, I just like to, yeah, start the the session and like not know where you're gonna go, and like a few hours later, you kind of got into something. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Do you feel like you're always approaching music uh, from a from a jazz standpoint? Do you feel like that's that's where you're you're rooted in? Yeah, definitely. Uh, even though, yeah, I just think about it. Uh, or I've thought about in the past, like, a, a lot, you know, uh, but, yeah, 100%, and, like, you know, it's definitely not, like, the majority of what I play now, you know, very, like, small percentage other than, like, you know, kind of getting together with with friends more. I don't play, like, so many, like, jazz gigs for, like, you know, and, like, the slice of pie in terms of, like, my income that's, like, you know, pretty small, but, like, uh, I don't know. I still, like, that thing I said earlier about, like, hey, you can play, like, any note on anything when I had like a teacher say that it's this guy like George Garzon and I was like I don't know <laughs> but like you know I do kind of like see it that way and then I feel like yeah I definitely strive to approach like every situation like an, an improviser you know uh even like you know like group like Duran like whatever you know uh yeah I feel like it's just like kind of like you you have your like taste and like your you know the parameters of what like is is appropriate like called called for but like you know even like play a gig like Duran or, like a soul like whatever you know kind of like music like uh I don't know I, like that's my that's my thought process ideal is that like I can like I can't play like anything you know and just try to keep like my ears open like listen to the people around me but like the thing is like I'm probably not going to play like something crazy because it's not like, it's not appropriate, you know, it's just like, I'm not like, hearing that in the context, uh, you know, but like in my head, like, yeah, like I just, yeah, I like to think of every situation, like no matter what the music is, you know, I'm playing happy birthday for somebody. Then like, you know, I, it's like fully, I'm fully free to like play whatever, you know, it's just, but uh, your taste and like, you know, this, the setting, like you, probably won't ideally you'll play like what's appropriate for it you know uh like approaching things like that way then like keeps it fresher you know like even like a, you know with like a lot of pop bands i play with there's not like a a lot of like wiggle room to play like different stuff but like yeah every day on like tour i would try to like play or think a song like a little bit different like maybe it'll only be like a couple of notes but like if you're like listening for that time then like you know then that keeps the whole process like you've 99% of the stuff is the same, but like, 
keeps like feeling fresh, you know, from this around and like, oh, like drummer does something or like, you know, like uh, different than like, yeah, then you can kind of go towards that. But yeah, long way of saying like, yeah, and I definitely like approach, but it's also like, that's the only way I, that's like the lens. Cause that's how I started working on like music, you know, and for me, it does like cover theory and everything. Like that's still what I practice, but it's just like, for me, that's like, it's like I know what that looks like and like I know like I know how to work on so it, it just like makes you kind of work on everything and then I can apply that to like you know like I said like most times I'm not playing like not playing like jazz but like I don't know like having that like a lot of like thinking and like playing jazz is like you know, like feel you know like say like sound sound and feel and like you know I mean, it's like the biggest part about being like you know a bass player is like you know like yeah but like that like yeah like looking at things from like a jazz perspective i have like certain ways of like approaching like you know things i like go through or like you know when i come back to the bass after a while like it was a tour and i'm just getting back to it i know just from like i have certain like exercises or like or just playing through like a tune or something you know uh i know it'll make me do different things and focus on like feel how it feels and how it sounds and like in like being like you know being flexible like listening like all that stuff like you know that's like anything if it's like reggae or like like whatever yeah i mean jazz seems like a very applicable that you can you, you can apply and it will <clears throat> it wouldn't sound weird if you're coming from that basis on a lot of different other genres you're like okay like i i could see that this is where you're coming from but it also is it it's it it fits in well with a lot of other things genres yeah no definitely and then like a lot of like you know genres like uh grew up like listening to or play or i'm like john too like uh they like directly come from it you know and then like uh yeah i kind of felt like i discovered a lot of music once i was like playing jazz I first heard I was like oh it's this because I heard like it all like in samples like you know in hip-hop songs like growing up but like you know it's a lot of the hip-hop I like I mean like maybe that's where I was like drawn to it like you know from hearing like you know listening to these like tribe songs like over and over again or like whatever like a lot of these like you know brand newbie and all these things were like yeah just like jazz samples you know uh yeah and then like you know like gospels like that like now like r&b like basically like the chords and everything like it's yeah and like jazz kind of really like informed uh everything even like you know soul like i was playing like you know the guy for everybody's like james jameson but like james jameson all those guys like when they went out at night after playing they went out and played jazz you know and all like what people love about his playing and on the motown stuff the chromatic steps you know and like the way he got from like one chord to another you know so he's not for me like masterful of but that comes directly from, from jazz you know so that was the other thing like my influence like when i was like okay i want to start working on electric bass like uh i like to like rather than like look at a, a person and like try to like pop that thing whatever i, I like to like look at it who that person was influenced by and then that person tried to go back as far as I, I can. So like when I did come to like electric, like the guys, you know, I didn't have like many like electric based like heroes necessarily, but like the guys, like I did enjoy listening when I did look into it. Like obviously James Jameson's the big one. I was like, okay, I'm like playing like 
pretty much exclusively at this point in my life, like soul music, maybe I should like, I should really like check it out, you know, like, uh, but, you know, approaching it that way, like I want to like, I don't want to like learn James Jamerson. I want to learn like what James Jamerson was like checking out. Then he was listening to like Paul Chambers and like, you know, Mingus, like cause all upright players. So like, that's another time when I was just like, I'm just going to keep working on my thing. Like what I've been working on. Cause like all of like the, or like Jerry Jamat, you know, uh, play with like Aretha and like Steve Dan on stuff. Like, yeah, like all the guys, like their heroes were like the people I was studying already, like on upright bass. So I was like, as well, just like, yeah, in terms of that process of like finding like your influences, influence, influence, go back as far as you can. And like, yeah, that's kind of where it took me was like staying like where I was, you know. You're already at the origin. There's no, there's, yeah, yeah. there's no going further back. So then it's Mingus, and I was like, okay, like, you know, Mingus was like, you know, Duke Ellington was his, his guy. So like, you know, that's kind of like, yeah. As far back as I am now, but uh, yeah, good deal. Um, how do you how do you feel about using uh, using a pick? Are you are are you for it or against uh, it? On uh, the on the stand up on a stand up base. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different yeah. All right, yeah, I I had a uh, a strong enthusiastic for it, and then uh, and then I was, I guess I'll I'll still say. A strong and enthusiastic form. I'm trying to picture it, but uh, I'm not gonna say I haven't done it. Just out of curiosity, but I definitely haven't like spent enough time, and I haven't like I'd be comfortable. Like maybe like once or twice, I was like just to see, like experimenting like with tone. But like, uh, yeah, I mean, you'd have your own your own thing. I'm sure, it'd be I'm sure, it'd be cool. I don't know how you do it. You still have to put it on its side to have it be most comfortable. But yeah. Um, yeah. what, 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 uh, just a, a, a pick on the electric. Do you ever, um, <clears throat> do you ever use that while playing or is it strictly non pick? Uh, yeah, yeah, I use a pick like I, uh, and I'm into it. Yeah, it's always, I've always kind of used like the same pick. It's like, it's, uh, yeah, it's like a larger, looks like kind of like a, a mandolin pick, you know, and like I think originally they're like tortoiseshell, mm. but I just kind of discovered that like. These like Golden Gate picks like years ago in like Nashville, just like kind of getting some food. And there was like a instrument shop around. So we like went in this guitar shop. Uh, and they had these on the counter, these like little like fake tortoiseshell picks. And then like, yeah, I just tried it. And for me, like, you know, they're kind of like real fat. And uh, but yeah, like I've stuck with that for I don't know, that's probably well over a decade, uh, at least, you know, when I get low, like, you know, slowly disappear over time. I like still the golden gate, but uh I was so far as to like for a period like I would like I stop like when I was practicing like kind of you know working on like instead of like right hand stuff you know uh you know you got like two two fingers so, like oh you work out like different patterns for that then I, I would do like instead of, like upstroke downstroke on the but I end up spending some time with the with the pick and like yeah it's like a certain certain things like great sound and like I feel like most bases I have are kind of like these semi hollow body kind of like flat, flat wound bases. And like, you know, uh, they have a lot of like tonal range, but like, uh, I feel like with the pick, I almost get like a, a completely different instrument. Like, uh, like, yeah, it's when I have like behind me, it's like, or like the Hoffner, like, especially like, it's like, yeah, the pick sometimes is like the perfect, perfect thing. But like, yeah, that was another thing I probably like initially was like, 
Yeah, I'm not into that. You know, I'm not playing like Limb Biscuit, so I don't need like a pick. But like, <laughs> yeah, once I started like kind of messing around with it, then I was like, oh, this is especially the kind of the muted, yeah, like a palm mute with like a pick. Like, that's a real special sound for me. And then, like, and then I found out that like Carol Kay, uh, who obviously sounds like amazing, uh, on all like the, you know, like Motown stuff for like, uh, yeah, like she was all pick, which I didn't know, you know. But yeah, so I knew like listen to her, you can like it's possible to get like a fat, like warm sound. You know, it's not it doesn't have to be like yeah, Limp Biscuit sounding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love Limp Biscuit. That's that would be not, not knocking. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not knocking Limp Biscuit. I really don't know enough to like enough to but, like whenever like like a really abrasive like round wound like sound like uh, that's like my go-to for whatever reason like limb biscuit yeah i i really hope that that you guys cross paths i hope you guys yeah. collaborate that'd be, that'd be yeah good. oh collaborate i thought you were yeah hoping that we'd have we'd have beef which yeah oh no to uh, bagels locks oh. that's it yeah i'll invite them to the bagel farm they can uh yeah <laughs> um it, how did how did you end up joining duran jones in indications was, it, was, was that through, after you moved to New York? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, uh, quite a bit after. Uh, actually, like my first show with Duran Jones was like New Year's. We played New Orleans, New Year's 2020, you know? So, uh, yeah, really like before the pandemic uh, had like one one long run. And like, you know, like I said, I was supposed to be gone all 2020, but like between Duran Jones and then like, Aaron had asked if I played in his like solo project too, you know. So like in the gaps between like Duran tour and then Aaron was gonna be out, but uh, but yeah, we end up kind of being like they're just really uh organized like operation, and then uh, we're really smart about like getting some stuff happening during the pandemic. So actually, we, like you know made that album private space, like you know had a couple like sessions, like a writing session, like remotely, like where I flew in, like recorded, like you know remotely, like Aaron and I went down to like easy eye like dan arbach studio down in nashville and like did uh a little like live video thing like right in the heart of the pandemic but uh yeah did you, did you pick up like, some more tortoise shell uh um you know uh, no, while you're no, down there no i pretty much strictly like tried to stay like in our airbnb which is already kind of wild uh but yeah like covid you know coming out of new york it was like one thing you know everybody heard about like the pandemic here and uh but yeah, I went down to Nashville and it was just like, it just didn't exist. It was like the wild old west down there. So, so we kind of kept it, uh, yeah, we kind of kept it in the Airbnb. Like at the time, like it was like heat, like, I don't know, like April, like May, like, you know, still like full on, like that part of like 2020. But, uh, yeah, I wasn't really running around in Nashville. I was well stocked up on faux tortoiseshell picks at that point. Okay. I gotcha. <laughs> But uh, mm. Duran, like uh, Aaron, uh, you also, also knows like Eli, you know, it's like in New York, kind of like soul, soul scene. But there was like, they had this project together, the, the Flying Stars of Brooklyn, a uh, mm. project they released on, on Coal Mine uh, Records. But they did a show for a show for that. And like, uh, yeah, just asked me to do it. I think like Homer from like the Sharon Jones, like he was on drums. But like, this was kind of like band that got put together for that. And then like Aaron just kind of remembered, uh, you know, I've been 
touring with another band like for years and then i uh kind of stepped aside from that and then uh yeah Aaron just kind of called me up. I was kind of between and like, I didn't necessarily know, you know, what I was going to do, but I kind of figured something would come up, but I was actually had like an Airbnb for a couple weeks in LA. I'm just like hanging out there and I thought I'd like check it out just to get a feel for it. See if I want to like maybe make a move or something. Uh, but yeah, I got a call from Aaron and he's like, yeah, it's, uh, he's like, I talked to Eli and he said like, you might, you might be open right now to playing, but, uh, you know, we just played once on that gig, but yeah, he just kind of uh, reached out and I was like, yeah, actually I'm, I'm free, you know, right now I'm not playing with anybody. So yeah, I just kind of took it from, took from there. But, wow. Yeah. And, but, and that was, that was 2000, the later part of 2019 that that phone call was that, happening. Uh, exactly. Yeah. 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 Maybe like 2019. And then, uh, yeah, like New Year's. 2020 was the first gig, so he was kind of, uh, yeah, he's like real trusting, just like uh, sent me the music set list, and like we just did a rehearsal like before, you know, just kind of flew into New Orleans and kind of trusted me to show up and <laughs> do it, but uh, yeah, it's like right around 2020. How familiar were you with their uh, discography before jumping in to playing with them? Uh, honestly uh i hadn't really heard uh it was another one of those things kind of like uh like i said when like eli in that first record like a thing where i like i went and like listened to it and i was pleasantly uh surprised you know uh it wasn't as much like the same reaction like i'd heard music like that uh by this point you know like you know uh in that style like we've done now we've done like very well you know and having like you know that recording aesthetic or the tape and being like kind of warm and uh but yeah i just uh i hadn't really heard it actually when he asked me and i was like yeah like, uh think about it and then like you know it's like went and listened to the stuff but uh yeah i don't know uh it would have been cool the other way around but i kind of prefer it like that i like when things are just like completely unknown and like being surprised by it's like oh this is cool like i'm excited about uh you know yeah i guess it would be the, also very cool if I was like, it was one of my favorite bands for years. And then I got the call like that's, you know, exciting in a different way, but both, now it's both, like, both ideas, both options are great. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, and did you write on that, the album, the private space one that came out and that was 2021, I want to say. Yeah. 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 Everybody. Uh, yeah. You know, let's put the, the writing on that. And, uh, we did, that was like the thing I said, like we kind of uh, went during the pandemic, did like a remote thing, but they, you know, started in Indiana. I went to school, like University of Indiana. So they still have like, you know, connections in like uh, to that city and friends down there. So it was a studio Russian recording. It just seemed like a good place to kind of go and like, uh, yeah, just everybody test and like hope for the best and like show up and like, you know, Get some groceries isolating us right for the week but uh yes yeah, so we went down there and they had had uh a writing session previously so they had like ideas and stuff so like you know by the time i came on and it was more like kind of everything's kind of being like fleshed out you know some stuff didn't have like lyrics they were like you know these sections were different being like you know like changing things but uh a lot of the, like the structure for tunes i think was was already there like kind of like early demo versions Okay. Was it was it uh, difficult to find 
what what you needed to do within these non-fleshed out ideas or or were you pretty in tune like okay i i think i i know what can we can go here what would fit here uh it's a little different with an album like i generally know like uh i don't know like goes like the improvisational thing i'm not always like the the best at like uh playing like the the part like just a part like over and over again you know it's something i can obviously do if i want to but like uh i don't know like most people who who call me like i would like to i don't know in my ideal world like you don't have too many notes for anybody like just as like anybody playing or like if i like hire somebody like or uh it hires me like ideally i think you wouldn't have too many notes because you hire somebody for like you know their personality their sound like let them do their thing is kind of like my philosophy and if you have a lot of notes like for me then you probably want somebody else you know uh but most for the most part people like yeah just kind of like let me like roam freely you know and like trust me to like to kind of yeah just do something but like i don't know i, I tend to kind of just do like a different take a different take and like you know maybe like we'll sculpt something like yeah or definitely probably like let it take shape and like it'll kind of coalesce into a part but like not so much like uh some people uh i think really have a skill just to like right away probably like hear something like this is the part and i just want like this exact thing like just like this but i'm more like definitely someone who kind of like you know goes fishing you know uh but you know like that being the case like a lot of stuff i do do that then like you know people it seems like kind of worked out and people can like and keep the take you know but like usually in the beginning i'm not really sure what want to play like in any yeah necessarily and like you know yeah it goes back to the same philosophy i kind of would as much as like people are down to let me do that like i think i'd like to keep it that way you know like obviously be free enough where i feel like i can get around like know enough of the song where i'm not like complete like scrambling but like you know like comfortable with like the chords in the song and i i don't know i think i want to keep it like as fresh as possible and then like you know just listen to everybody and like see what happens you know uh right but i mean like yeah i don't know i do feel like probably some pressure like in the in the studio because it is like you know like live something just like comes and it goes but, like studio it is like parts and it's like and it's permanent and like you know what's with paying for studio time and all that but uh it's definitely like some pressure and then like i felt pressure things like the new person you know like i uh i don't know it's like a little bit of like you're kind of like exposing your you know it is like an exposing thing like you're just like offering this idea you know like uh you know from yourself and like uh yeah are people gonna like it or people gonna think like it was a questionable idea but uh you know so there's like a little bit of that like you know uh you know always but that's just like the kind of thing we yeah just uh go for it but like yeah i feel like definitely the, at that session like as the new person i was like um like more more pressure you know and they're, they're all like in their flow of like that time like uh most of them like everyone except like steve and know each other since college you know so like they just like throw ideas out and this and this and like what about that and like you know uh yeah it takes a while for me like to develop that level of, of comfort you know just like you know throwing out ideas and you know without fear of judgment but yeah when did you finally feel okay like what I, I I understand what what we're trying to do here and I'm I'm free to say or at least throw out an idea 
Mm, I feel like pretty, uh, pretty quickly. I mean, like on paper, like very quickly. I mean, like even at that session, you know, they're, they're definitely like uh, uh, presented as that, you know, and present as those type of people, you know, like like like, yeah, just like feel free, like whatever, just throw it throw it out, you know. It's like uh, you know, technical understanding was like that's like laid out from the beginning, you know. Uh yeah, I don't know. It's maybe like the end of that session or maybe like the next time we we got together. I don't know. I feel like that first time was like the uh yeah, was like more like all kind of trial and getting comfortable because because really like it just been that like the one tour and that was like my first tour, you know, and I was expecting to kind of really get to know like everybody well over like the you know the year but like yeah that was kind of we did that one tour and then one uh like Wilco has this festival like in they put on like in Cancun or something like that like every year so we did like that and we wouldn't like play this resort so we've done these two things and that was the extent and then we had this like time off so like you know I don't know I feel like that was still just like in a getting to know you stage for for me you know yeah, kind of, kind of stuck there for for a minute. Yeah, just like you're like holding up with some people during the pandemic, but uh, yeah, yeah. But I mean, obviously, like you've uh, talked to some of the dudes, probably know most of the people. Like obviously, like yeah, it's like easy going and like, it's, it's great. It's pretty chill. I don't know. Steve is just so hot headed and very. He's the the one like the wild the wild card, you know. But he's like the guy who came in like last and you know obviously has a, a chip on his chip on his shoulder but you know yeah he's he's ready to fight everybody and Aaron too I mean they've they've they both been on the podcast and they just they're just so like aggressive and it's like okay you know because me I'm yeah. like I'm like a chill guy and they're they're just always ready to fight it's it's pretty crazy talking to him but great I mean, musician probably muted them for a while it's like what I usually do if they ever gets like that just mute them and they'll kind of like go off and like just nod and then like yeah i just turned back on it seems like they cooled off a little bit but right because they get they, it's just it's, they just get they, they run hot the boys run hot and that's and that's just the way it is but uh, they run hot but like the passion like you, you need that in the music and it comes across so, you know yeah i don't think uh yeah aaron's falsetto would same the sound the same way without like some rage right 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 there there is there is some oomph behind it if you if, if you if you listen intently oh that yeah yeah. Yeah, that same like, you know, like anger Smokey Robinson had, you know, that like, kind of like, yeah, yes. that same like yeah, notorious. Yeah, and I the, I I can hear the fury behind uh Steve's keyboard too and piano playing. It's just it, a little I bit scary, like, but Asheville yeah. Chill would, would would cool him out. He like moved down to Asheville and was like forest, he like owns a home now, he has like a, a dog and like somehow he's like angrier. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure what it, yeah. It, what it, 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 it fueled it. It fueled the rage within them. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, but that rage is what, what bore Okonski, you know, and you can hear it, you know? Yeah. That's what yeah. we call like a Sunday morning uh, spiritual uh, death metal jazz. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. And and uh, I was um, I was trying to think of the other words to describe the album, and that's definitely, yeah. That's definitely how, how I would. Yeah. Uh, there's an acronym for, I can't think of all the letters, but yeah, make it easy to remember, but. Yeah, that's uh thought about it a lot, you know, what to call it. And that's kinda what I settled on. That's that's what that's what the feeling of behind Magnolia was. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um do, were you uh 
did you know of Steve or or did we did you guys ever cross paths before uh the indications? No, which is kind of uh funny. I mean it happens sometimes like uh it happens a lot, you know, like New York, uh it's a big city, but you don't feel like the scene's like that that big. Uh but there's so many points of connection with, with Steve, you know, like people uh that we found out we had in common he's like played with and like, you know, uh but for whatever reason, like we hadn't, yeah, hadn't heard of him. We hadn't played together, but I don't know. It could be like, you know, he been at that point, like Duran for a few years, like, you know, they're touring pretty, touring pretty heavy. And then this band, like National Reserve, I think like, you know, maybe like if your other things are touring gigs, like you're not really encountering people in town a lot. Uh, and then I was out a lot, but uh, yeah, a long time, like most of the time I've been in New York, like, uh, I just played like outside of New York uh, mostly and I would come back and just kind of, you know, hang out with, uh, hang out with people, like sometimes play some sessions, but I didn't do a lot of like, uh, I guess that was a two. I wasn't like really like playing a lot in the New York scene. And then that's another thing that after the pandemic, I'm doing like a lot more cause like, you know, I haven't been like traveling as much. So I've kind of been in town to kind of check in and get to play with different, different people. But uh, yeah, Steve was somebody I met, uh, and Duran and everybody else too, but like you know, that kind of makes sense because like those guys don't like live here. But Steve actually like lived in New York for a long time. And I just never, uh, to my knowledge, I remember like encountered him. I don't know. He's like a guy who I I would have I'd remember if I I met. But, uh, yeah. Uh, did you did you immediately feel like there was like oh we're we we work well together? Did you, did you immediately feel that with Steve? Uh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah he's uh. Despite all rage, yeah, uh, yeah, he's, you can he's see great. past that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, he's just like you know, keeps it, keeps it light, and yeah, he's like great, you know, like kind of find the bowling alley on on tour and like uh, I don't know, just like hilarious. But it was like you know, so he was my that uh, Wilco festival. I talked about like the you know, he was my roommate there, and then like you know, we switched up roomies on the on the road, which is just cool. It's fine. Like that never toured with another band that did that. Usually have a yucky York person, but, uh, but yeah, like whenever we were like rooming, it was, yeah, it was like great. Like, yeah, he's hilarious. And then like, and then like, you know, uh, we had that background too. We like uh, just a lot of like, once we started talking about like music, there's so much over overlap, you know, different stuff, uh, you know, with like jazz, like classical, like hip hop, like, you know, across the board like yeah there's a lot of overlap but, but yeah pretty seems easy to get along like yeah kind of click with right off yeah imagine unless you don't if somehow you don't get along with like steve's and like i don't know what's going on but like yeah it's probably you find out pretty <laughs> pretty quick but yeah steve's like super super great it's easy yeah and then, you know a great player too you know so just like groove wise and like kind of uh yeah, just kind of clicking with like, you know, from that standpoint to on stage. It's, yeah, it's like very, very easy to like kind of catch, catch where he's coming from and like, yeah, his feel. Right. Uh, when, when did he approach you to like come into the fold for his Okonski um, project? Um, That probably had to be pandemic i imagine it's like kind of came out after 
the idea for this session. <clears throat> yeah, I'm trying to remember exactly what Konsky came out when, like last year, 2022. I know it took a while because Terry Coleman had like a lot of releases. So like maybe it would have come out 2021. Yeah, I don't know. If it happened, like, I don't think we were like tour or anything. It was after, well, it had to be after because like I said, it was just like that one tour. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think Terry approached him with that or asked, asked him. And then, uh, yeah, I think he just kind of asked me and Aaron at, uh, I think at one of the things we were doing. I don't know. I'm not sure that. <laughs> the remote things, maybe we were like playing, maybe we were actually back to like touring by then. But yeah, I think just, uh, just like threw it out there, but it's like really casual, you know, it's just like, yeah, like, uh, I'm sure you've heard like the story of the record by this point, but like, you know, there's like no agenda and he like, he like let it be known. He's like, yeah, I just wanna like, get in the room like with, with you guys and like play, like, you know, see what happens in uh, yeah, I don't know, probably like sometime around like, sometime in 2021, uh, early, I just like threw it out there. Right, how did you, uh? Were you on board with it immediately? Like, yeah, I understand what you're trying to do with this. Uh, yes and no. Uh, yes, I was on board, like, immediately. And, like, uh, I wasn't, like, yeah. I didn't know, like, exactly what to expect from it. I thought it'd be, like, fun. But, like, you know, uh, it was two sessions. You know, like, how, like, you know. But, like, there was a first one where, like, you know, even the idea of, like, what Steve thought was going to come out of it, you know, like, this, like, more kind of, like, soul jazz kind of electric uh electric trio like you know very like composed like you know that was the idea so like yeah i was like on board right away but like you know i guess i understood like that aspect like you know because that's not that far off from like what we do in, in durant which is like more instrumental so i was like yeah we're gonna kind of do what we do but except without like blake and duran you know it's just gonna kind of be like instrumental like sort of Duran Jones esque, you know, soul esque. But uh yeah, so that's what I thought. And then like, yeah, it just kind of became uh became something different. But I think because uh yeah, he was, you know, so open, everybody was open and then like, you know, obviously the whoever's engineering and helping you produce and all that, you know, like the the Terry Coleman, like, you know, and he was open and had like vision too, but like, really it was like I think his his idea, I think he was the one who like when we like kind of jammed on the the upright and like had the lights out, like you know, like the uh that last night, like just kind of like, you know, that kind of more experimental session. Like he was the one who was like, I think listened and had the ears to be like, this is like more a little more special or like different from, you know, you know, it would have been like I think we still had that record, you know, in the in the can, like the the soul jazz and it like great, but you know, like and Coleman does a lot of stuff like that. Like, and like I said, it's not that big a divergence from what we've been doing in the indication. So, uh, yeah, you know, good for Terry for like, kind of like having that like idea just to like try and like also just like for having that, like that, you know, I don't know, like vision, whatever, like foresight to, you know, cause at that point he'd spent a week too of his own like studio time and like taping everything. But for him, it would just be like, come back like another week and let's just like start over and do another one like that yeah was it the first time that you had that experience of kind of improvising the whole the whole thing for an album actually yeah yeah and then uh you know then like you know if you like jazz 
records, but like, and then some like, you know, like in Boston, like in this group that like had a, a strong, like free, free element. Uh, but even with that one, like, yeah, they're like kind of composed melodies and like kind of times when like it went free or whatever and like would open up to, but yeah, out of all, all the records I've, I've done, I think like, yes, yeah, Steve was like the first true free jazz <laughs> record, but or like one of the, the freest, like, yeah, it was like extremely like kind of open, you know, just like maybe start with a couple chords, you know, and say like, oh, there's going to be like something in B flat or like, you know, or like some, but just like with, you just like start playing and be like, no discussion like at all. But like, uh, yeah, I never done that. Cause like, I don't know. Also thanks to Terry for like, yeah, like offering that, like the, the studio time. Cause like you don't have that opportunity because like, time is like money in the studio but like uh so yeah that's a kind of expensive thing to do to like you know rent a studio especially like in new york rates if you want to do it here like in and just like oh let's just like play and see what happens like i think most people like to kind of have an idea and have it like you know kind of ready to go so they can mac maximize their time when they get in the studio but right yeah I thought about that it's like maybe the freest recording process of i've ever had what was your reaction when you first heard the, the 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 final record? Were you like, "Oh wow, this is really came out well," or what was your reaction? Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was uh, yeah, I was into it. I mean, I listened to it a little bit like after, like a my usual process. Like after I look, kind of, we usually listen like a a lot. You know, I find my favorites, and like we just kind of like listen to it, and then uh, but after like a certain point. Uh, I just try to like leave it and like wait for uh, this is like more kind of works in progress but something like that like an album like I like to then like just stop listening to it and like not listen to like the mixes like if I'm if I don't have to be a part of the the mixing process whatever not hear it again until it was like done so that's like was the case with that I didn't hear it again until it was like done and they were like releasing like a promo video and I get to see like the video and like hear the the done song and like you know, even out of a laptop speaker, you know, like sounding like, you know, and then getting the, the vinyl and getting to put that on. Uh, yeah. By that point, I'd had like enough distance. And like, like I said, it got kind of put off like a year releasing. So I, I'd kind of forgot what it sounded like, but I was like, yeah, this feels, feels good. You know? Yeah. I feel like it, I feel like it had like, it's, you know, it was the most I could ask for is like, it's, it's own, like its own thing. You know, it felt like, like special, like it kind of like unique, you know? Cause then it gets like harder and harder to, to do these days, you know, not like saying it's like, it's like great. It's a great record, but I'm not saying it's like a, a crazy, like groundbreaking thing, you know, but just the fact that like, you know, it sounded like a moment, like a, like a, a unique, like, you know, kind of special moment, which is like, yeah. Gone. Fantastic and, album. Yeah. yeah. Uh, really, thanks really, for really fun. Good. Yeah, I don't know. It kind of helps, like, make a record like that, you know? It's just, like, very, very chill, you know? Nobody's, like, on edge or, like, you know, like, you know, crazy, like, expectations, like... The rage yeah. is all... It's all gone out of these guys. It's all it's all good now. Yeah, yeah, something cooled him out. Terry's got this dog, Sonny, who's a, a studio dog and had that effect, but I think uh, Sonny's probably the secret sauce to, to Alconsi. Yeah. There it is. Um, working working with Aaron as well um, on, I mean, his his solo stuff as well, right? You you work with him uh, on yeah. the road. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. And then I think, uh, yeah, in August, we're doing our first ever uh, Okonski show uh, in LA. And then we're also going to do like an Aaron, Aaron show. But uh, yeah. Awesome. But yeah, let's do a, do a, yeah, it is all the, the touring. And then like, yeah, we get the CD release here and all that. But uh, I think he's incubating and like in the writing, writing stage now. He's been out in LA, kind of like he's working on uh, his LP number two. But uh, yeah, it hasn't been like a ton. And then, uh, yeah, taking this year off, I think, to write. But, but yeah, still play with uh, Aaron. Yeah. And then, yeah, like I said, in, in August, I have the opportunity to be do both. And it's kind of cool to, uh, yeah, just to kind of have that overlap where we can do that. You know, if all three of us going to be in LA to kind of do an Okansi show and then do an Aaron, you know, because now he's going to step back onto like playing drums and uh so we're actually gonna do uh maybe getting like somebody else in on board but we can do like a, a great Aaron set just like the as the Okonski trio just the three of us you know uh oh that's no gonna opera, be awesome but, yeah but wow. uh yeah it's cool we get to like kind of think about the songs and like obviously you have to do like stuff like uh differently but yeah not really that differently though I guess uh yeah, Aaron definitely knows all the drum parts. <laughs> yeah. How long have you worked with with him with uh, Aaron? Like from that, the Flying Stars of Brooklyn to to now, how many years has that been? Twenty twenty three. I don't know. I would say probably like five, but in that couple years between the Flying Star things and uh, and getting the call for Duran, I don't think I, I don't think I talked to him at all. Yeah. Uh yeah, he's he's good friends with uh Eli and I would see like Eli some, but uh yeah, I might have seen Aaron in like a, a hang or something, but uh yeah, I don't know I don't know, like it's very well possible like I didn't see him again after that flying stars until uh the call which was like, you know. Yeah, that's why I was like uh amazing that yeah, you, you reach out <laughs> I get there like, you know, uh so much time had gone by, but yeah. That's that's great. That that's awesome that you've been able to to work with him on so many different levels with his personal stuff. Duran and Okonski. Really seems like you guys have a connection musically yeah. and understand where you guys are coming from each, you know, way. Yeah, I mean, it feels like it's accelerated that way too, uh, just because of the different projects. You know, it's kind of nice. Like, yeah, I love it. Like the, you know, did like the Aaron and that you know the Okonski project came up. Cause it's uh, kind of cool to have, yeah, three pretty different, different things, you know, the same people, but just to have like, yeah, it's nice to like always like to be fortunate enough to like connect with people, like, you know, really link up musically and then they get to get to do that in like three different projects. Like, I feel like that's kind of rare, you know, and to have them be like different, you know, pretty, uh, pretty different, but, and to not get like sick of, sick of each other, but to like, yeah, enjoy collaborating and, and playing but you know strictly just from like a drum a, a drum standpoint like uh yeah i mean like we just you know obviously like bass and drums is important but like you know i've always like connected on that level you know because like i said like both grew up listening to a lot of like hip-hop and then like you know in in my field when i approach the bass it's like definitely like there you know and then like with him you know like it's it's there you know he's like often say that he like you know 
learn how to play drums from like Eric B and Rakim, you know, but, uh, but yeah, like you, I think like having those like common, like touch points, uh, it's definitely like definitely helped, but, uh, yeah, kind of felt like right away, like, which as you do, like usually with like bass and drums, you kind of like, you feel like pretty quickly whether you're going to have a link and then like, you know, if you don't, I suppose you can kind of like can't work on it, but like, I don't know, if it's not there and sometimes it's just not, not right. there. Right. What do you get out of making music? Uh yeah, that's an it's interesting. A, it, it's it's a tough one. It's the last one. That that's why I said yeah. it's the last one. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, just wrap was... it all up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, really, yeah. Like every everything's in there. Like can be in there, but uh, yeah. Every everything, you know. Uh, but I. Uh, definitely like you know it's like a a lifelong like striving but like you know uh you know if you're from like some musical heroes of mine like you know lots have said this enough to where like you know like over the years i was like had to like pay attention to it and like you know still like think about it and like you know i don't think i've like arrived anywhere on this answer but like, i do believe in the power of it uh I think I first heard like this bass player, William Parker, we had like a, a master class with like kind of years ago, talk about how everything in your life is like related, like nothing's separate from like music. And it's not all those things like back in the day that didn't really like make necessarily like a lot of sense. Like I can like, okay, I like hear it and like, yeah, but like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm more, more just like trying to like think of everything's like, or nothing is like un, unrelated you know uh everything's connected yeah 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 everything's gonna kind of affect the way affect the way i like i like play and then like music like the way i approach it with people like that affects it's definitely like changed the person i am and like you know the interpersonal dynamics and a lot of like most of my friends are forced like through like music you know so uh i'll say everything because like yeah goes it has to like go both both ways but like i know like music's like kind of informed like yeah like who i am ideally and like you know, how i like think about the world you know in terms of like you know i'm sure i approach like relationships uh with anybody i meet probably in a more open way because of like uh first thinking about that like that way like musically uh and then literally like my apartment like my food everything you know it's kind of come from so it is everything and then like you know i kind of make my living from it but that's like when the answer how it gets like more complicated because like i don't know like in the beginning it was just like a feeling of of joy it wasn't even like i don't know it just didn't even have to think about it i just like it gave me a, it gave me good feeling you know <laughs> so you just keep keep doing it it's just like i want to keep like listening to me like playing playing the bass like kind of like studying this composition but uh yeah and then you like you fast forward and like yeah it's like 20 years and like you're doing it for a, a living and trying to like kind of like you know i do try to think about consciously like you know why i do it and like what i'm getting from it sometimes but uh yeah it gets like trickier but i mean like i know like it doesn't feel like the same way but like uh still in it like it still like has to be giving me that sense of like i don't know like uh just getting a good feeling and like the 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 wonder and everything but like you know 
yeah, I think it uh, a little bit of everything because like that exploration is kind of everything for me. Like I don't know, you gotta have like something you're focused focused on, but like yeah, I could really like you know the cliche thing where I could feel like I le know like less about music now than like I started and like you know and like yeah, if I live to be 500 years, I think at the end of 500 years, like I have this like laundry list of things I'd like to kind of like work on or I'm, or I'm hammering away at. I think that list will probably be like greater or I like want like 500 years at the end of that. Like, but uh, I don't know. I, yeah, I guess I'll stick with like every, everything, you know? But, uh, yeah, it's like uh, all that kind of like a non-answer because like, yeah, still like trying to figure it out, but, but obviously something. <laughs> yeah that's awesome um michael man thank you so much for for coming on here i really really appreciate it and uh oh, thank you man. yeah I, I, I really enjoyed this but before i let you go i got some promo to do here so um uh oh duran jones and indications music uh aaron frazier's music okonski's music streaming everywhere wherever you get your music that's where you can find it all of those artists and their albums are uh, available on coalminerecords.com right that's the best place uh yeah or like uh secretly i think uh secretly canadian yeah. uh yeah secretly group has uh, a lot of duran stuff okay. and also the aaron at this point too good yeah good deal. and um yeah and and all that stuff will be linked below and uh, you can follow michael on instagram at at, at monty ish right yeah correct yeah yeah, we did, we didn't get into the nickname ish, but next time we will. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's like. a whole that's a, that's a, a thing in itself. But uh, yeah, I, I, I like it. Those, it's a strong nickname. Strong nickname. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, Michael, do we have anything else to promote here before uh before we let you go? Uh, no, no, yeah. I mean, everything will come up on like you know either on like uh Instagram or like you know uh. MichaelSvaraMontgomery.com, but you know I do have a, a residency coming up in the fall for like a composition and kind of working on some stuff. Like hopefully have uh, something finished up at the end of the year, and then I'm also gonna have a a bass quartet record. I have a, a group with like four upright basses, the Odd Not Ensemble. Where we just uh, finished getting our record mastered, but that's gonna be be coming out. Uh, yeah, but all that stuff will just be up on wow. Instagram. That yeah, I, I saw that picture up on your Instagram with the uh, with the the um, four bases. I was like, well, that's that, that's just a trippy photo in general. You know, it seemed like too much to some people, but you know, we had a good time. No, yeah. it, it that, that's gonna be great, and um, everybody can stay up to date uh, at Monty Ish on Instagram, and everything will be linked below. And um, Michael, thank you so much, sir. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's a pleasure. You're awesome, and uh, I'm gonna stop recording this. I'll talk to you in a minute. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you, sir.